Y'all don't believe that that's, uh, that's the way it happened? No way. No way. You don't think that's the way it worked out? We want to hear from Mark. Well, uh, i tell you what. I'll, I'll go back through the video, and um, I'll look and see if I missed something. I think you should see it live. Like the whole game. Um, <laughs> are you kidding me? Did you? There's, there's, there's something that I saw from that video that I don't know if y'all saw. One, I'm pasty white, and two, I'm pudgy now. Why does nobody tell me these things? We're family. Y'all should be able to say these things to me. Hang on, hang on. Be careful. <laughs> Looked a little hungover. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I'll go back. I'll look at the film again. I'll, uh, I'll, put, I'll put together if I miss something, whatever I miss, and uh, we'll, we'll have it for next week. Okay, how about that? So, um, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll post each video on, on Facebook. How about that? So, uh, Mark, I've been, I've been talking trash, like, nonstop throughout the week. Mark's not on Facebook. Uh, That's what I've been hearing. Laura, Laura's on Facebook, and she liked a couple of the posts that I put up. <laughs> Actually, it was just one, I think. And then after that, she was like, all right, this is enough. <laughs> no more of this. But I'm going to keep talking because uh, I felt pretty good about the game. What's that? She was still laughing. <laughs> I think maybe Mark's let his game do the talking. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, you need to protect yourself. That's right. Well, in conjunction with the Pelicans uh, making a hard push into the playoffs right now, we are tied with Oklahoma City for the eighth place. What we want to do is we want to get up past, uh, who's, who's right above us now? Um, San Antonio. They're four games ahead. We want to get comfortably in the playoffs um, and so we want to we want to help them make that hard push and while they're doing that I wanted to do a little series called game time um, and uh, and then on Easter we'll have our our Easter service and um, but the next three weeks we're going to do game time so I really appreciate Mark um, being a good sport in these videos uh, and he also was real gracious in teaching us uh, we got some videos where he's going to teach us just some basics in basketball. Um, and what I found is that the things that we learn in basketball, and really a lot of sports, but especially basketball, is they're metaphors for our spiritual life and for our, our relationship with Christ. And in fact, there's a few times where Mark was talking, and I could not differentiate between, wait, are you talking about basketball, or are we talking about our spiritual life? I knew I was talking about basketball, but... It, he could have said the exact same thing, and, and so we're going to look at a few of those things today. And, and today we're going to look at defense, okay? We're going to look at our, our, the defensive aspect of our spiritual lives. Um, and the question that I want to ask uh, all of us, I want us to walk away with this question, okay? Real easy question is, do I play excellent defense against the devil, right? Do I play excellent defense against the devil? You like the fire and everything? Um, but first, okay, we've got to understand one thing. that The thing that overarches all of the things that we're going to talk about, defense, offense, we're going to talk about the third week, uh, a fast break, and uh, rebounding, okay? Those are, these are all incredible aspects of basketball. They're kind of the, the basic, fundamental things you have to know. But uh, they're also very important when it comes to our spiritual life. So th let me ask you this question. 
has anybody, did anybody ever have like this fantastic coach growing up? And it doesn't have to be in sports. You know, it could be in music or, or tutoring or, you know, whatever. Anybody have just this amazing person that, that taught you something? Give me an example, somebody. My window ensemble director in high school was fantastic. Uh, what did you say, ensemble director? Yeah, yeah. window ensemble director, yeah, absolutely. Okay. What made him, what made him good? Uh, he was very structured. He was very... Uh... What? <laughs> Did it jab at the door? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure we won. We've got, a, we've, got a, uh, <laughs> we've got a north-south thing that started this morning, uh, early this morning, and it's only gotten more and more uh, uh, tentious, I guess. Uh, anyway, go ahead. <laughs> um, he, was, uh, he kept the room very accountable, and you know, I think yeah. that in any one of our lives... When someone holds us accountable, we immediately dislike that person. Mm-hmm. But in the end, they become one of our favorites because all, uh, all you know, the way along the journey, they were our biggest fan. Yeah. So that's why I liked about him. He was very hard on all of us. Yeah. And it drove us to be, you know, very successful. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, for those of y'all that don't know, Ryan is an, uh, a very accomplished French horn player. Um, we just got to get him in here to play and blast us out of this room sometime. But it takes, you know, some serious study and how to get the music in and all that. But um, so he's he played all the way up through what just he played in the Marine Corps as well. Six months. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all gone. He forgot it all. Um, But uh, anybody else have a coach or somebody in their life that really um, helped them to be better? My wife. Uh, I was asking her last night because uh, Sage is sick and she couldn't be here today. So I go over the message with her and I do the exact same thing. I throw the question out. <laughs> so we're in the living room going through the message and she raises her hand, you know. And I'm like, yes, ma'am. And uh, she said, I had a wonderful swim coach. And she did. She had a great swim coach. She went to, um, what's that, uh, St. Martin's over in uh, Metairie for high school. And they had an awesome swim team. I think they won state and all this. And Lee was not a good swimmer in anything except for the breaststroke. And so the coach said, listen, I don't want you to do anything else. You just do the breaststroke. And so while everybody else was doing relays and all this, she's just up and down the pool, breaststroke, breaststroke, all the time, boom, back, forth, back and forth. And it made her better. And she loved her coach. Um, she loved to, she st- she'll tell you about it. She still raves about the guy. And uh, I think he was just inducted into the St. Martin's Hall of Fame. Oh, watch out. Yeah, so he must have been good. So, all right, so here's what I want us to understand, overarching everything, is that Jesus is our coach. Now, that sounds kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know. But here's the thing. Here's what a coach does. He teaches you how to do what you need to do, right? And he teaches you well. Well, Jesus lived a perfect life. Right? And he showed us how it was done. He died for our sins. He defeated death. He rose from the, from the grave, from the dead. So we know that he has more power than us. Uh, he created us. He knows the perfect game plan for each individual person. Uh, Mark and I were talking when we were playing. Um, you know, you play as a team in basketball. It's not just a one-on-one match. You play as a team. And so... Everybody has to know the game plan. Everybody has to know where they're going. And so if we listen to him, if we listen to Jesus, we're going to win in life. Eh, That sounds like a, we're going to win in life, you know. 
And here's the thing. I don't want to make life sound like a game, but in this series, we're going to talk at it, about it as a metaphor, because, but, but life is not a game to us, right? We know it's not. It's life. And um, when we look in Scripture, we see the things that the devil does. It's almost like he does think it's a game, right? The Bible describes how he craves our destruction, and he is after us. So Jesus has revealed to us how we can play defense with the devil. Now, we're going to walk through Ephesians 6 over the next couple of weeks. We'll see how far we get today. Um, but uh, we're going to look at Ephesians 6. We're going to start in verse 10. It's the armor of God, if you've ever uh, walked through that, the armor of God. Um, so uh, go ahead and, and play that next uh, video. All right, so on defense... I'm coming at you. What's the basic stance that you want to be in? Basically, my stance is I'm going to get a little bit my knees a little bit, get a nice center of balance to move either way. Okay, Got my so hands out. I go this way. And I'm going to keep my hand with one hand ready to contest the shot. Okay. I'll go this way and I'm going to put one hand up. If I'm. Yeah. <laughs> it was just for an example. I mean, I wasn't really trying. <clears throat> <laughs> he just held me down. Oh, y'all wait. Y'all wait. I, maybe I missed something, but I don't know. we'll see. Um, so the thing that I noticed about uh, this video here when I was looking back through it is that you have to be incredibly strong to play defense, incredibly strong and balanced. Like Mark was saying, you've got you've to get up. You've got to be balanced. You've got to spread your legs. You've got to be out like that. Now, right here, it looks weird, but on a basketball course, that court, that's normal. Okay, so what, things you don't know, Mark, let me embarrass you here for a minute. Mark's legs are like tree trunks, okay? Like he was throwing me around like a rag doll, and they, all the energy that he was throwing me around with was coming from his legs, right? His legs and his fingers. His fingers are, I don't know what's going on there, but he, he could just like do this, and I'd be like, you know, flying backwards. Um, and so what we see here in verse 10, it says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Um, the thing that a lot of people tend to do is we fool ourselves, right? We fool ourselves and think that our strength, you know, is because of our education or because of who we are, or how we were raised, all of these things. Um, and we think that we're in control, but we need to understand that there are two powerful beings in this world, in this universe. And that is the devil and God. And God has already won the game against the devil, right? He's... He's up 100 points in the second quarter. But that doesn't mean that the game is over. Okay? He's still after you, who is, who is on God's team. And he, if he can, he wants to take out your ACL, right? Isn't that the most dreaded injury in sports, right? In, in, in basketball and all these things. He wants to take you out. And the thing is, he can. Because he's more powerful than you if you are acting by yourself. Now, there's a double positive in this verse here. It says, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power, right? No human power can resist the devil's design. Um, so we need to be strong in Jesus and then also be strengthened by his power. The only way we can stay strong and balanced against the devil is if we listen to our coach. So let me, let's play that next video. <laughs> okay, so um, when you study the guys that you play, mm -hmm. what are you looking for? What I'm looking you for a tendency. I'm looking for what's their go-to move. Do they have a dominant hand? Okay. Your dominant hand is your right hand right now. So what Not I will true. do Not is true. I will go. 
and make you go left. Oh, very true. I cannot dribble with my left. You know, okay. if it's somebody else, I can go either way. I'll look. Do they have a go-to move? Is it a spin move? Is it a crossover? Right. So I can sit here on it. So if your move's a crossover, you might be going to your right and, cross and try to cross left. over my hand. I will know to keep my hand down yeah. to get a deflection. And you see this on tape. So you see it on tape. The more you watch, the more you study. You just try and pick up tendencies of a player. So if I'm doing a spin move, I want to be here. You're right there with me. Can be right there with you. Okay. And the more film you watch, the more you know their tendencies, the more you can anticipate that. Okay. So, so if I'm so if I'm going here right. and, and, I, gonna, and I cross over, you're gonna I stop me, and then I'm gonna and pull up and shoot. My goal is to make you take a tough shot, no okay. matter how it is. All right. So there's a lot a lot that Mark says here when he's talking about basketball that actually applies to our our relationship with Christ. Um, and, and how we fight against the devil. One, uh, we're looking for tendencies, right? He, we're looking for, for the signature moves. Uh, the more film you watch, the more you know those tendencies and the more you can anticipate those things. So, verse 11, he says, put on, this is Paul, he's talking to, to a church in Ephesus, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Um, as Christ followers, we can look at ourselves all the time. And, and you know, I'm, I do it constantly. I know Lee does as well. And we can look at our sinful tendencies, right? We, we look at something, oh, man. Now, in our sinful nature, uh, we, we know that and we're aware of it. But in the world, man, the devil is running rampant. And he is in charge of things and he's pushing things. And there's, there's things that are not necessarily in our face. Um, but they are coming at us. And we have to constantly be aware that we're not getting burned by these schemes. And there's a whole lot of lists and things in Scripture um, that, that lay out the devil's schemes and what they look like, right? The push of rebellion and addiction and uh, really self-focus, right? Selfishness, but you hear, you, know, you hear, well, you know, it's okay, it's all right, you know, it's okay just every once in a while make sure you're looking at other you know that's not what God teaches us so he's got these signature moves too he's got the spin move the around the back the crossover he's got so many moves that you really can't keep up with them um, every temptation is a move that he has mastered every temptation that's out there is something that he has mastered we know the big three in culture right money sex and power but it's these other little things that really trip people up um, like lust or anger or jealousy, right? The temptation to be greedy uh, or envious, the temptation to be lazy, right? These are the things that we as Christians st struggle with and people who are not Christ followers uh, really succumb to. And so they're subtle, but they have the backing of the evil one. And we have to constantly make sure that we're not getting sucked into these Schemes. Now, let me ask you another question. Has anybody ever had a, just a horrible coach? Anybody had just a bad coach? Come on, give me some examples. <laughs> My daughter's a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all agree with that. <laughs> was, he, was he teaching you offensive driving? <laughs> he, would, he, would, he would just kind of work things at... And people, you know, when he occasionally put down his newspaper to 
see what reaction <laughs> Oh, no. Was this in school or? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's funny. Yeah. What else? Uh, anybody have a, have a bad coach? I had uh, my ninth grade coach. Like I said on the video, I was second team in the ninth grade. Uh, he, he did not really want to teach anybody basketball unless you were the starter. And so I was the second one to come off the bench. But I never knew what I was doing because he never taught us. He literally put us to the side, had us shoot free throws all the time, and taught the first team. And, you know, you, you, that's the way it kind of is supposed to work a lot of times. And then you come and the, the second team is supposed to be studying tape and all this. We never did any of that. We shot free throws. And we were good at free throws. But that was all we were good at, right? And he never taught us. He never taught us defense, offense. And so if one of the guys ever went down, which they didn't, right, we, we, were thrown, we would have been thrown in, and, man, it was rough. It was rough. The first guy I went in was, was my best friend in school, and uh, he did all right. And then he'd throw me in as the second, second guy to go in. And sometimes I'd just freeze because he's like, run the play. I'm like, what play are we running? You never, you know, it was awful. And he was mean too, um, which could have something to do with it. But that's why uh, I am not in the NBA right now. It was because of my coach in, in Ramsey Junior High. So, uh, yeah, it is. It is. Um, verse 12. No, no, no. You don't need to talk tomorrow. Um, <laughs> 7-0, me, bro. Uh, verse 12. Hey, come on, let's focus on scripture. Uh, <laughs> we don't need to get off on that rabbit trail. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Now, notice something here. Our enemy is the devil. It's not Susie Q, who always seems to have a bad attitude and gossip. Okay, as much as we want her to be our enemy or whatever's going on, they are not our enemy. They just need Jesus. They need to know Christ. Um, we are against the devil and all of those that are promoting his agenda. Notice who it says are on his side and what is on his side. It says he has rulers. He has authorities. He's got powers in the, in the dark world. We're talking spiritual stuff here, and I know, I know for... for people in a culture that really lives in practicalness and and groundedness if you will this is kind of like the spiritual world that we don't see starts to freak us out but it's there and he's got powers in this dark world and then he's also got spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms right which is the spiritual realm as well what it's talking about it's not saying that there's evil in heaven um and so we have to identify these things that are in our life, in the world around us, and we've got to play good defense here. So, so again, the question is, do I play excellent defense against the devil? Because he's all around with things, right? You can see it on billboards, right? Summer's coming, spring's coming, there's going to be women scantily clad, you know, serving up beer, because that's the way it really happens, right? No, it does. It never happens that way. But the thing is, he wants us to believe the lies. He wants us to buy into these things. And there's a million things that he can do to kind of scheme us and, and work us and 
and work around us. And, and what we, what we want to do a lot of times is, is constantly fight the battle, right? We need to be aware of it, what's around us, but we constantly want to start putting out fires. You'll never put out all the fires. Here's what you do. You focus on Jesus. Mark, Mark said it in the video. The more tape you study, the better prepared you are for your opponent, right? And so you are strengthened, it says in verse 11, you are strengthened by putting on the full armor of God. Not a piece here, not a piece there, but all of it. And so if you put on just a piece, say you just put on your shin guards. We'll talk about that in here in just a second. Well, he's got an easy shot right to your sternum, right? If you don't put on the breastplate of righteousness, then he's going to take you down. And so as a Christ follower, the more time you spend with Jesus, and I know I talk about this all the time, but the reason I do is because I want to keep it in front of you so that you are constantly aware, I need to do this. But in the life of a Christ follower, the more time you spend with Jesus through prayer, through scripture, spending time with other believers, right? I'm, 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 as a church, I'm kind of concerned because with all the stuff going on, we've kind of been scattered lately. And I'm kind of concerned that we're losing uh, our family uh, cohesiveness. And, and we don't want to do that. But, so we need to spend more time. This is our film, right? All of these things, scripture, prayer, Spending time with other believers, this is our film. And the better prepared you'll be and the less exposed you'll be to the devil when you do these things. And the more time you spend with your coach, the more you'll be able to identify his tendencies, the more you'll anticipate it, the more you'll be able to take action on it. You can either walk away or you can fight. But the coach will tell you. Jesus will let us know. And so this is the beginning of putting the full armor of God on. on. Jesus is our armor play that play that third uh, now what do you look at are you looking at the feet you're looking at the the waist to tell i'm looking straight here right in your center yeah your double zeros can't double go, oct you can't go anywhere without that moving okay so i'm going to sit right here i'm going to look at that but i'm going to try and dictate you where i want you to go okay so i'm going to sit here because i can't that makes it real hard <laughs> you're right all right so i want to flip it around here because mark gives a, a great example actually of what the devil wants to do in your life. Nobody, nobody needs to do, call him the devil or anything like that, okay? But he, he gives a great example of what the devil wants. He wants to dictate your life. He wants to direct you and kind of force you to go one way. He's going to look at you. He's going to analyze you. He's going to say, this is your weakness. And then he's going to start pushing you into that weakness. And he's going to try to throw you off the path that God has for you. So in verse 13... It says, therefore, put on the full armor of God. It says that again, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything to stand. Now, notice what it says here. It says, so when the day of evil comes, this isn't like a question of if. They're having fun over there, aren't they? This isn't a question of if. It's a question of when. Um, on this day, he will attempt to dictate where he wants you to go. For some, it's every day. It's a struggle. For some, it's um, annually. For some, it may be years in between. But the devil wants to dictate to you where he wants you to go. And at the end of that period, your goal is to be able to stand. In our metaphor, in the game of life, the, the basketball metaphor that we're using, we want to be able to be on top at the end of the game. So do I play excellent defense against the devil? Let's walk through uh, some, some of these defensive weapons uh, real quick. Verse 
14 and 15. It says, Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Now notice what Paul says here to help us play defense when we listen to Jesus. First is truth. Without truth, um, nobody believes the church. Nobody believes me personally, right? Um, when trouble occurs from hardships or things, uh, we, we have a tendency to kind of want to make things sound better than they are. But we have to remain truthful. We have to avoid lies. We have to avoid hypocrisy. Uh, we've got to face, as the church, we've got to face and resist the temptation to kind of water down Scripture and water down uh, teaching and theology. Because a lot of times we know that we can do that and we can grow as a church. I mean, we could. We could, we could have, the, have like more lights and cooler stuff up here. I could get up here and give you the happy lesson all the time. You know, I could make you feel good. And you'd go home Sunday and you say, man, I want to come back. And we could make the children's area like the most amazing thing in the world. But the problem is you have to sustain all that. You have to keep that up. And it, one, it costs a lot of money. So we could put the investment in, but we couldn't maintain it. But then two, what are we teaching? We're teaching things that the devil wants us to actually teach. Teach about the good side of God, but not the bad side. Because when you teach about the bad side, that means people have to repent. And they have to change, right? And allow God to move in their life. Just let them be selfish. It's okay. Now, everyone knows that, uh, that maybe not, maybe it's true. But everyone knows, I think, that I'm joking around with these videos, right? right? The 7-0, maybe that didn't happen. But here's the thing. If I continued to do this like just with all kinds of things in life, right? You know, hey, I'll be there, I'll be there at 10 o'clock. I show up at 10.30, right? We all know people like that, right? I'll be there at this time. They all, they're constantly late, right? Or I exaggerate all the time. Well, what do you think about those people? You don't think that they're telling you the truth. Right hey, now, it doesn't mean we're killing them for it, you know, or, you know, why are you doing this, all this stuff? But we have to understand that truth is the bedrock of trust. When it comes to your spiritual life with 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 Jesus, we know that he's always truthful with us and we know he has never told us a lie. So we know we can trust him constantly. With me, if I continued to do this, you'd say, oh, that's Jason. He's just exaggerating. Right. In our relationships. Right. He's, it's, it's just Jason. Don't worry. He said this, but what he means is this, we think, unless he exaggerates even more, right? Righteousness, the, breast, the breastplate of righteousness. The breastplate protected the soldier's heart and the vital organs, okay? So it's similar to a, a flak jacket. Show that there's some, some, or a riot gear, right? So you've got the, the breastplate of righteousness, and look, it protects everything that needs to be protected there, Um righteousness is acting in accordance with the Holy Spirit because he is always right. A lot of times we associate righteousness with holier than thou or we associate righteousness with being perfect. In the spiritual life, it is acting in accordance with the Holy Spirit, following him. And so what this leads to is a morally right and honorable life. And living a life of righteousness protects us from falling to Satan's impropriety 
and indecency and debauchery and degeneracy, right? His depravity, his perversion, all of these things that he just throws out there. Uh, righteousness is to serve us and serve the church is a very important form of defense. And then it says the readiness of the gospel, right? And Paul's basically describing uh, in, in Roman times they were shin guards and they would cover the feet too. Uh, sometimes they were two different um, pieces of metal, uh, but a lot of times they were, they were kind of one. And so when the devil's sowing hate, right, and he shoots those arrows, if you don't have these on, he shoots you in the foot, well, then you can't go and be offensive, right? You can't go on the offensive. If he's got you, then, he's, then you can't move forward. And so when he's sowing hate and discord, we have to be prepared at any moment to be able to share the gospel, because it is the good news. It is the only thing that, that we as Christ followers have that we can know absolutely and say, this is something that you can have in your life. This is something that, that Jesus wants you to have. It's free of charge. Because we're not going to just circle the wagons, right? You see a lot of churches, and this is why I'm, I push us and push us and push us. Listen, invite friends to the Pelicans game. Invite friends to the... To the uh, parade out here, invite friends you know, to the Easter service because that may be the one time where people can want to come to church um, but I'm always saying these things because I don't want us to circle the wagons and protect ourselves, when you protect yourself you die that's the way it works in church and so we protect ourselves spiritually in order to fight when the time comes Right? we, we watch out for all the things that the devil is doing and then when there's that opening that God opens up and says, I want you to speak to that person about Christ, we do it. And we do that relationally. We know that. Verse 16. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Okay? This is the, the shield of faith. How does faith extinguish the temptations of the evil one? Because if you, in Roman times, they had these big, these big shields and they actually... They came, if you held it up while you're standing up, they would go from your uh, shin to your shoulder. They were big, and they were heavy, and they were made of wood. And when a flaming arrow comes and it sticks into your uh, shield, it would burn your shield up. So they would, they would cover it with tar or something that would make the shield impenetrable from being you know, burned to a crisp. And so but what it didn't do is it did not extinguish the arrows. And so when we see God's shield, we see God providing us with the shield, but also a shield that extinguishes these arrows. And so what we need to know here is God not only provides our shield, he is our shield. You can go into, Rome, I mean, into uh, Proverbs or uh, um, Psalms, and there's a ton of scripture that say, he is my rock. And it's not saying, you know, he's a big, strong rock. He's saying, I go hide behind the rock to protect myself. He is my stone. He is the one who takes care of me. So he protects us and he extinguishes Satan's arrows. Remember, the devil is more powerful than you, but God is more powerful than the devil. And so as we trust him, he reveals himself more and more to us. And when Satan attacks, we can either trust God. We have two options. We can trust God or we can trust ourselves. Now, God has already beat Satan. Um, we have not and cannot. And maybe we win a battle here and there, but eventually we will get worn out and we will lose. But if we are with Christ, 
our coach, it is essential for our survival that as a church and as a, as a Christ follower, we're constantly in step with him. Verse 17. It's the last verse we'll look at. Um, Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Now, the sword of the Spirit is the, the offensive weapon, uh, and we'll talk about that next week. But the helmet of salvation, Paul's not saying here that they need salvation. What he's saying is that they have salvation. And listen, if you have salvation, then you can have the complete confidence that God is with you. 100% confidence. They have won because they are on the side of God. When Mark walked into that gym, he was pretty confident about his chances in playing me. He, uh, he didn't realize what he was up against, apparently. Um, when, when we look at our spiritual lives, salvation is the assurance and the insurance that we have won. Before we ever play the game or fight the battle, we have won. When Anthony Davis walks into the arena to play the Knicks, who right now are 13, has 13 wins and 51 losses, when he walks into the arena and plays them, he knows he's already won. He will dominate, right? Lights out. So we need to understand that we have salvation. And in that, we can, and I say this all the time, we can be cocky in it, just internally. You don't want to be externally. Nobody likes that guy, right? Internally, we can be cocky about the fact that we have salvation. And we can live out of that, right? Don't voice it, but just live out of that. Now, I want you to notice something here. There is no armor for the back. There is nothing to protect you. Your back, your backside, your thighs, your calves, nothing. And the reason is because as a Christ follower, we never turn and run, okay? And this isn't some redneck logo, right? These colors don't turn and run, right? That's not what I'm saying. The reason is, <laughs> speak, speaking of the South, speaking of the, the North-South rivalry we've got going on here, um, here's the reason why. Because if you run... You're running away from Christ who's on the front lines. You're running away from, from where God wants you to be. And when you run away from him, that is when you are the most, most vulnerable. There's no need to have any armor in the back because when Christ is moving forward with you, that's where you need to be. And so we hold our ground, right? Because what he says is at the end of the game, at the end of the day, we want to be able to stand. All the battles, the arrows, everything thrown at us, we just want to be able to stand there and to be solid and keep our balance and stand. We hold our ground so that at the end of the game, Satan has not destroyed us and he has not hurt us. And with Christ, by trusting him, we can stand strong and at the end of the game, win, right? This is a lifelong game that he is playing with us. So, and close with this. Do you play excellent defense against the devil? At work, at home, at the things that you allow in your eyes, that, you, that come out of your mouth because those are the things in your heart, the, all that you see around you, do you play excellent? Not just good, not just, yeah, I see it, I'll dabble with it, but do you play excellent defense? Do you throw the devil around like a rag doll? You play excellent defense with the devil. 
So I want to challenge us to think about that, talk about this uh, during dinner time, and, and point out the things with your kids, with, with your families, whoever it is, point out the things that you see in the world and say, What's, what do you see where the devil's working and how do I defend against him? Okay? Father, we pray that you will walk with us, speak to us, um, help us to focus on you, but also be very aware of what is around us when it comes to the devil's schemes. We pray that you continue to give us these defensive weapons, these things that are going to protect us, and we ask that you would. We know they come from you. We know that you are our Savior and our Lord, and without you, if we run, we will be hurt. And so, God, we ask that you allow us to be with you all the time. Push us, grow us in our walk with you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.